G'day, 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 and welcome everyone. That's our resident scaredy cat, Kate. And that's the horror junkie, Dominic. And you're listening to Shit and Bricks. A podcast where we talk shit about some scary stuff. The sort of fear your asshole knows about. As always, subscribe, rate, and review us. And don't forget to follow us on social media at Shit and Bricks Podcast. All right, drop your dax, pop a squat, and let's get into it. Hi, Kate. Hey, Dominic. How are you today? I'm fabulous. I'm all kinds of good. Excellent. How are That's you? good to hear. I'm good as well. I've had a really, I'm um, still on school holidays, so I've had a very relaxed day today. Uh, <laughs> I'm watching season two of Cheer on Netflix, um, which is good, I guess. Have I'm you, a bit torn. Have you got a bit of map talk for me? <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Oh, I guess you haven't gotten up to that episode. I oh, know. I'm sorry. Sorry, guys. I have. And I thought they handled it. I don't think they handled it as well. Mm. I don't really know. Controversial topic. But if you haven't seen Cheer, um, do that. And then, you know, email us. Um, <laughs> so that's what I've been doing. Just chilling. Well, and, glad one uh, of us is having a nice relaxing time. I'm straight back into work, straight after Rona. So, oh, but I'm good. Gracious. Like, it's good. It's just, yeah. Work, work, work. Straight back. Yeah. And are you working remotely or are you in the office? What's the go? I'm doing a bit of both because I get cabin fever like we were talking about uh, last week. I just go bonkers sitting still, which I can't do. I don't do it well. So I do some in and then some out. But uh, you got me at home today, as you can see. I can. Uh, well, that's good. I mean, it's good, I suppose, to do some work, but um, if we could just podcast all day, we would. That would be heaps more fun. <laughs> Maybe I do and they just don't know. Well, exactly right. That's so true. Actually, I think um, my boss is listening to this. So anyway, hi, how are you doing? <laughs> Shout out to me. And... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, pay rise. Um, all right. So <laughs> I'm going to tell a story, uh, story today, Dominic. Well, I just can't speak already uh i am going to talk a little bit about theme park rides i'm so glad that you're doing this and funnily enough i actually uh went down a theme park rabbit hole myself for an episode and then i gave up on it because it is actually it's a bit overwhelming and there's a hell of a lot out there um so i'm kind of glad that you picked it up because it's it's worthy of note Oh yeah, it's definitely, there's a lot out there. And I was, um, to our listeners, I was saying to Dominic before we recorded this episode, it's pretty grim. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty bleak. There are a lot of examples out there of when things go wrong. So I have tried to bolster it with a little bit of uh, some statistics and some information around the safety of uh, theme park rides so that we don't turn you off them. Completely. Completely. Um, yeah. yeah. But look, as well, it was funny. I was going through and sort of working out. I've always said I don't like theme park rides. Like, I don't want to go on a roller coaster. I don't want to go on a, a this or a that, whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's, I realized it's the same as me saying I don't like horror movies. If people ask me, oh, you, then you haven't seen this or this or this. I'm like, no, I've seen all of those. Yeah. <laughs> and the same with theme park rides. I've been on a lot of them. So why? Why I say that, I need to just change the change the story around that. But uh, certainly reading about it, I won't be going on any of the rides that I talk about. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I... Most of them are closed, oh. but <laughs> we'll get to that. Yeah, no, I think I think there's a bit, 
a bit of an obsession or not an obsession, uh, like a fascination. It's the same with me with scary movies. You and I have talked about this many a times off, mm-hmm. off mic, but it's not that I love horror movies because I get pleasure in horror movies or that like pleasure as in bad stuff happening. It's, I, I, I think I, it's an addiction. I just love the heightened sense of emotion and I've learned to not mix up, you know, fear and anxiety with just excitement and nervousness. They're very yeah. similar chemical reactions in your brain. I understand there are differences in some cases, but sometimes they're not. And I think as humans, we often just, as soon as you feel nervous and excited about something that has potential to be also a bit scary, you just immediately paint a negative picture. So Definitely. It's really funny that you mentioned that because uh, we've said this before as well, though, but we don't we don't read each other's stories or facts or information prior to talking about a topic <laughs> on our podcast. But what you've just explained, I'm going to talk about the science behind what you just talked ah, about, yes. about why you feel that way and what it's called. Um, but that's a huge draw card for roller coasters and, and theme park rides. Yeah. Um, you know, a majority, I'll, I'll talk about a couple of theme park rides. Yeah. Um, that's why I had to call it that, not just roller coasters, but... I will talk about roller coasters a fair bit because they're quite a common one mm. in terms of creating these these feelings. Um, but yes, so that was one of the first things that I looked at. Sorry, Shall I, I stole I get your into thunder. It? No, not at all. No, you've actually. It's amazing though. Just every single time when we go to record an episode, one of us will say something and then we'll just stare at each other like we're going to get into that. It's amazing. We do it all the time. Um, but yes, are we ready for me to get into it? Yeah, Shall I start? Let's I share do my it. story. Perfect. All right. So as Dominic was saying, there's a draw card in feeling frightened. Mm. There's something about it. So I looked into that a little bit. uh, And the psychology behind it is that uh, it's about sensation seeking. So people that go on roller coasters, go on theme park rides, you know, the the big drops and the the pirate ships and all of that sort of stuff. They have a tendency to enjoy varied and intense physical experiences. Mm. So they can be likened to rock climbing or parachuting, uh, you know, or something like that. But what is it about roller coasters? It's not necessarily the experience of speed. So some people will liken it to, to speed. And they say that, you know, that's, that's one element of it. But, you know, when you go over the speed limit in your car, Lots of people do that. Yeah. And it's not like you're not trying to... It's not <laughs> the same kind of vibe. This yeah, is like, the most yeah. exciting day of my life. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm doing 55 and 50. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> but that's not quite the same. Um, it is around the fact that, uh, you know, the idea of actually that kind of pre-excitement. Mm. Yeah? So it's about feeling a positive kind of stress. Yes. So this positive kind of stress has a, a name and it's called eustress. So EU is uh, from the Greek uh, EU, meaning good, mm-hmm. as in euphoria. Oh. Um, and it is a positive kind of stress that people seek out. So, for example, it might be a promotion. It might be a holiday mm-hmm. um it could be something like that because those activities in and of themselves like if you get a, a promotion you're really excited about that but ultimately that means that you're going to have to do more work yeah. you need to meet with your boss more you need to get in earlier you have to manage more people 
that sort of stuff can be stressful. But the fact that you got a promotion, that's exciting. Yeah. And that's that's a positive thing. So that's that's you stress. That's the the feeling of being excited or satisfied with something, uh, with it being a stressful situation. It, so that's what roller coasters are. It's so much better than where my mind was going. I'm like, what's it's like foreplay for horror. What's that about? <laughs> then I'm like, well, we shouldn't Let's not go down the whole sexual sort of side of scary and horror because that's just a whole other bucket of fish. But bucket of fish? That's not even Bu- a saying. Yeah, bucket of fish. No, it's a whole other bucket of fish. I like that. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but you're not wrong. It is essentially like, yeah, the, the roller coaster itself is, is almost not as good as the feeling of being frightened to go on it in the first yeah. place. So it's 100% foreplay for horror. Yeah. Like it's just, you, you, um, you know excited about what's going to happen you don't know what it's going to be like what is what's what's the next thing i figured it out i finally came up with a good word play instead of foreplay it's fear play (gasps) oh my god thank you very much put that on a t-shirt yeah put it on a shirt yeah um okay so you stress that's okay that makes perfect sense kate like you it's so clear how you worded it that uh yeah i just i didn't know that there was an actual word for it so you stress. Okay, cool. Yeah, there you go. So you learn something new every single day. Um, so, yeah, look, it's something that is uh, the same as watching a horror movie mm. or, you know, exactly what you were talking about, where you don't seek it out for morbid, you know, it's the, it's that that sense of stress and anxiety, but that's what you actually look for. Yeah. Those little peaks in... Um, in those sorts of uh, feelings, which is what's the draw card, basically. Uh, so look, it's, you know, it's difficult to pin down exactly why every single person likes roller coasters or likes getting on the big drops or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it's, it's an individual positive side effect to doing that. So, you know, lots of studies have been done and it can be difficult yeah, to pinpoint exactly what that is, but it's just a sense of, you know, it's dopamine. Yeah. Like it's that sense of release. It's that sense of a natural high. So you, it's legal which is great. Usually safe, mm-hmm. usually being the <laughs> key word there once I get Not on this podcast. <laughs> Not on this pod. They ain't safe at all. Um, but yeah, look, it's and relatively cheap. So people have been happy to pay money in exchange for doing lots of things for centuries. And roller coasters just, you know, happen to be one of those ones that are more widely accepted, nice. I suppose. Um, the other thing I want to share in terms of, um, sort of science is that approximately, uh, one in 24 million is your odds of dying on a roller coaster. Okay. That's about in terms of the statistics of, you know, what's being done. So one in 24 million, uh, now national geographic wants to point out that there are other unusual ways Mm -hmm. that you could pass. So one in 24 million for roller coasters. Being struck by lightning is one in 3,000. What? So significantly less. Yeah, right? So if you're like at the MCG and there's a lightning storm, um, for our listeners who don't uh, live in Australia, the MCG is a sport sports stadium. Yeah. Um, one in 3,000. So that's basically, so if it was like a Carlton North Melbourne game, <laughs> there'd be about, <laughs> there would be about 3,000 people in the MCG. Um you could get hit by lightning. I find that number staggering. Like Same. if you asked me to even guess, I would have even thought that it was less likely than dying Agreed. on a roller coaster. But Same. Okay. No, apparently not. 
Um, I mean, please fact check me. This is from National Geographic, but <laughs> what fact do they check. know? <laughs> no one else fact checks in this world. Here's another unusual way to be injured or killed. Uh, odds of being injured on a toilet, <laughs> one in 10,000. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best shitty bricks thing I've ever heard. There you go. How, I mean, I want to read that study. I want to read about what are these injuries people are getting on toilets and how are they finding these people to talk about it to put in their study because I sure as shit, pardon the pun, would not want to be part of that study. (laughs) In fact, if you listen to us regularly, please, please write into us and tell us if you've ever injured yourself on the toilet. We want that story. And if you're comfortable oh to share it, well, even if you're not, we're going to do it. Um, Absolutely. We'll say Just it do anonymously. it anonymously. Yeah. <laughs> That's easy. Please do. Please do. Oh. Um, okay. So toilets, one in 10,000. Uh, the next one that I found that I liked was the odds that you'll die from an asteroid. Ooh. 250,000 to one. And see, that's a bigger fear that's of yours than roller coasters, right? So much bigger, which now the facts say I should be more frightened of it because if there's me and 249,000 other people, I could be, that could be me, mm. but me and 23,999,000, no, I've got yeah. that wrong. We get it. One less than 24 million, <laughs> then that's me. I can do that. Oh, God. So it's a real danger. Uh, however, they do say that, you know, if you leave your house at all, um, the real danger lies in if you ever get into a vehicle, cause there's a one in 100 chance that something could happen. Not, not death, but a potential injury. injury yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, look, you could bump your head on the doorframe of the car getting in. Would they class that? That's why it's one in 100. For sure. So, so what I'm trying to say here <laughs> is relatively, you know, v- pretty uh long odds yeah you know um that you're that something could happen on a roller coaster or a theme park ride or something like that so yeah um one of the things though in terms of those stats we were talking about a little bit before the excitement that you stress that people feel the older that you get the more uh dangerous it can be because a study was found that people's heart rates generally double when you're in that state of excitement. So when you're literally sitting in the roller coaster, the average rate, you know, increase of your heart rate was double. Wow. So, you know, if you're sitting at a 70 beforehand, we're clocking up to a 140, 150. And for some older people, that could nearly that's medically unsafe. Yeah. So you don't want to be you don't want to be rocking a 180 heart rate just before you get jettisoned off onto a track. If you're a little bit older. So yeah, that, that's just, that, yeah. That kind of makes sense, Kate, because, you know, whenever you line up to go on one, they always say you either got to be this height or if you have a heart condition. I always just assumed it was, oh, once you get going and you start having some heart issues, well, they can't just stop the ride and get you off. Yeah. I just always assumed that was why. But it's, no, you if you sit in this thing before it even goes, you are at risk. because. Absolutely. And do you know what? I reckon that sounds like the best bloody uh, diet or exercise regimen ever. Like all I got to do <laughs> yeah. is sit in a sit in a bloody roller coaster, and I'm going to be hitting 140 at a bare minimum. The amount Absolutely. of fat I would burn. 
I've just, I've done my hit reps already for today by sitting in a roller coaster, just waiting to go. Exactly. Well, you get the same from horror movies. So we should do a horror movie workout. I do like Perfect. that. Perfect. I love it. All right. So with all of that in mind, statistically, and you know, we're not trying to poo poo your activities and your fun things that you like doing. So if you're into roller coasters, you're into theme park rides, you know, take all of this with a grain of salt, take everything we do with a grain of salt anyway, but I want to get into a couple of the examples that I found of when things don't go well <laughs> for theme park rides. Um, so there's roughly 30,000 amusement park related injuries each year. Okay. So 30,000. Now that's injuries. Yep. Fatal accidents are much rarer. Mm. Now there's only really been a handful over the last decade. Okay. Okay. Um, sadly in Australia, that was more recent than just in the last decade, mm-hmm. um, which I've actually omitted that story because I just, I felt just a little bit, I don't know. I just didn't want to talk about dream world. No. I'm just like, let's just have a chat about some of the other examples that I found. Um, but you can always look that up if you're of interest and you want to read more about that. So fatalities are re- really rare. Um, you know, should you be worried? No, not really. Um, but the chance, you know, of being permanently injured, like, you know, it's, we're talking one in 24 mil. Yeah. Um, it's, we're doing okay. It is still worthwhile. You know, they have these <laughs> signs and heart condition and height mm. and, you know, they are all there for a reason, all of these safety precautions and people that work these rides should be trained. Mm. We might discover a little bit of a theme as I'm going through with some of these issues. Um, But some of the things that can happen, the ride itself can malfunction. The user operators are, you know, not... They're human. Very, yeah, exactly right. Maybe they didn't get the right training. Maybe they make a mistake on the day. It's just unfortunate that the industry that they can make a mistake in can end up with some pretty bad... um, Consequences, yeah. Yeah, exactly right. So in the summer of 2010... A 12-year-old girl decided to take a leap of faith and hopped on a ride called Terminal Velocity at Extreme World, um, which is in Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. The family traveled all the way there from Florida uh, because she really wanted to go on this ride. It is, you know, this premiere ride. She wants to try it. Take me from Florida. Let's go there. So you drop 100 feet Mm -hmm. into a net and you don't have any harness or anything. So they carry you up. And then, like, you're, you're harnessed it, but then yeah. you drop 100 feet straight into a net. Into like a that's, net. Yeah. So it's basically, you know, circus training without anybody, yeah, mm. having any circus training. Um, horrifyingly on this day, the operator mistakenly released her without a net in place. <sighs> oh. So she just fell 100 feet. Onto concrete, she broke her neck, she broke her pelvis, she suffered brain damage, and she got other severe injuries, as you can imagine, no doubt. Miraculously, this girl survived. Wow. She survived a 100-foot drop. How many um, metres is 100 feet? I should have looked that up. Well, you keep going and I'll find out for you. The girl named Tegan stayed at a nearby hospital for two months until she was well enough to head home. Her parents filed a lawsuit and the operator of the ride was charged with negligence Mm. and the family agreed to a settlement with the park. So the settlement was not disclosed, Mm. but you can imagine 
it would have been pretty hectic, seeing as, you know, criminally charged for the operator and then the park would have had to settle out as well. So 100 feet is just over 30 metres. Oh, my God. So it's, like, it's enough to to do damage. to mess you up. Oh, heck yes. Wow. Um, Yeah, that's huge. So that was one of the ones that I probably wouldn't try. Uh, I can see the appeal, like, free-falling. You know, it's, yeah, essentially that bungee jump without a rope. It's, it's, that would be quite thrilling, Ugh. providing there was a net there. Yeah, like it's, uh, the, it's the most basic of concepts, you know, the fear of falling. That's yeah. been around forever, right? And, um, and as you said, circus training, they, they, people have been falling into nets for centuries and it's, uh, it works. I mean, even firemen still catch people in in blankets and nets and stuff in burning buildings. So it's yeah. pretty, the basic fail-safe type, it, it, it should work. It's gravity. It's There's no mechanics so much, really. But um, if you don't have the net... <laughs> Imagine being that ride operator and pressing the button and realising. Oh. Like, you'd, you'd actually just... Like, that feeling of your stomach dropping when you do something wrong or if you nearly drop something or if you, you know, that sort of thing... Um, in a much less significant sense, could you? I can't even comprehend that. I cannot comprehend what they would have been feeling. Yeah, no, I think uh, if we if we want to talk about fears, I think I have a bigger fear. Even you spoke about car crashing, car crashes, and 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 fatal injuries, injuries in car crashing. Yeah. I am less afraid of dying in a car crash than I am of killing someone in a car. Totally. And I'm more afraid of being, yeah, and more afraid of being that operator and dropping a girl to not her death, but serious injury. I'm more afraid of being that person than I am of probably the girl falling. So Agreed. Agreed. Yes. Um, Yeah. So uh, pretty horrendous. So that makes me not really want to go on that ride, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's some other rides as well. There is one that is seemingly innocuous, um, but it's Disneyland's Matterhorn ride. Oh, yeah. Now, this is um, the Matterhorn. It goes up into a you know a mountain. It's like a bobsled ride. So it's not a roller coaster. It's not particularly, um, you know, fast. Like there's moments, there's like dips and stuff, but it's one of more of those ones where you, it's like an experience. Yeah. So you travel up through the mountains, there's yetis and all of that sort of stuff. So a family ride, like it's the, it's the thing you kind of go inside, outside, all of that, that sort of thing. So not like in and of itself, not particularly terrifying. Uh, however, if safety precautions aren't followed or they aren't put in place, bad things can happen. Mm -hmm. For example, 1984. So we're going back a little ways, but a 48-year-old woman was tossed from one of the bobsled cars and then she was hit by a following bobsled (gasps) and was decapitated. (gasps) Oh, my goodness. Legit. Yeah. So she came out of her bobsled and then was hit with the one behind and it didn't end out very well. Mm. So that wasn't an injury thing. That was a fatal one. After the horrifying incident... The investigators established that the woman's seatbelt hadn't been buckled. Mm. To this day, no one knows whether she took it off or if the buckle malfunctioned or if it wasn't put on. They don't know that. But that was, that was, yeah, that was a pretty bad 
experience in terms of the Matterhorn. Yeah, uh, and I think you think about it, was she with her children when it happened? Or what What about the people that were in the car that hit her as well? Exactly, you know, This That's isn't right. just, just the, the victim itself. It's like, ugh. And yeah. you can understand why if, if you were ever to experience something like that, I think you well and truly have a right to never want to go on a roller coaster oh, again. <laughs> yeah, without a doubt. You would just, and you wouldn't want to, you know, have anything to do with mountains or I'm not going to Disneyland again. Like I'm fine. Um, you know, thanks very much for asking, but I'm good. Another experience at Disneyland. Now this one, not roller coaster, not droppy ride. Mm. This again, it seemed pretty like low key. But they have a uh, sailing ship okay. at Disneyland. Okay. And you go on the sailing ship and then they it goes around the little, you know, man-made like lake thing. Mm-hmm. All very cool. Uh, but it, on December 24, so Christmas Eve, uh, in 1998, a large metal cleat ripped free from the side of that sailing ship, mm-hmm. Sailing Ship Columbia. As it fell, it hit two park guests and one Disney cast member. One of the visitors, a 33-year-old man, suffered a severe head injury, later dying in the ICU. Mm. So he's just a beautiful day. He's on the ship, sailing ship Columbia, and then a huge cleat just comes loose from the ship. I mean, and that's the thing. These sorts of things can happen any day. I mean, supposedly you can get hit by an asteroid. At a at an you AFL can. game, like exactly, it's just. <laughs> Sometimes I wish that I would. Yeah. Uh, based on the team I follow, but true. Still. But I mean, my point is, is that maybe the context of this being a theme park. Again, it's the same thing we talked about with clowns last week, right, Kate? A clown mm-hmm. is meant to epitomise happiness and innocence, and joy, but. When they do something that's unlike that, it just makes it automatically scary. It's the same at a theme park. Like something fell on his head and he got injured. That that sort of malfunction, that sort of thing could happen anywhere. You could be at the supermarket and that happened. Yeah, whatever. exactly right. But exactly um, right. because it was at a theme park, it's just, I don't know, maybe there's, for some people that it makes it extra horrifying because it's meant yeah. to be an easy, safe space, happy space. Yeah, that's right. And yet these horrible things happen there. Yeah. So, well, they can. Laws they of physics don't, don't apply at Disneyland. Well, yeah. kind of do. Well, Dre's, yeah. Uh, look, that was one of the ones as well. So the aftermath of that was that it was one of the, um, it was the first ever Disneyland ride fatality mm-hmm. or, or death where the guest wasn't at least partially at fault. Mm. So a lot of the other ones that they, you know, discovered where they had evidence of what had happened and and you know, could back it up. The guest was partially at fault. You know, maybe they were standing up in the ride. Mm. Maybe they didn't do their seatbelt. Maybe they were, yeah, being silly. Maybe they ignored the safety precautions and chose themselves to go on the ride, mm. even when they're told not to. Um, that sort of thing. But that one was just a real shitty situation. Bad luck, standing in the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah. Like, what do you? What can you do about that? Just yeah. So we don't want to turn you off going on sailing ships either. No. Uh, at Disneyland or at other, you know, um, uh, theme parks that have boats. I don't get out a lot, so I wouldn't know. Uh, the next one that we have on our list, it, it is a roller coaster, and it is a roller coaster called the Extreme Coaster. Now that is X T R E M E, Extreme Coaster. 
Uh, <laughs> it had been in operation for about three years. Mm-hmm. Um, this was in uh, Baton Rouge mm-hmm. in in the States. Uh, on July 11th, 2010, Lindsay Zeno went to visit that amusement park and she went on the extreme roller coaster. Once she was on the coaster, it's taken off. She fell 30 feet from the roller coaster mm-hmm. and she later passed away from the injuries that she sustained. So it was not 100 feet, so we're not talking that same sort of distance, but enough, and especially if you're travelling at a... A speed, yeah. A speed, uh, you know, she could have, yeah, hit something on the way down. Who knows? But what happened, you know, is that she went on that extreme coaster and that was the last, yeah, Mm. the last thing that she did. Now, after that one, a witness claimed that Zeno was trying to pull off the safety restraint um, sort of over herself. So she's trying to pull it back down. Oh, okay. And then the coast has gone around a sharp turn and she's launched into the air because she couldn't actually uh, get it. Well, that was what the the witness had said, that she's trying to get that restraint back down and she's she was thrown from the ride. Mm. Uh, an investigation that followed was unable to determine whether or not the accident was due to a malfunction or if it had never been properly locked yep. to begin with. Because they do that whole thing where they click it down at the start and then, yeah, but they don't know. It was difficult to tell. Uh, but after that incident, that ride was closed permanently. So oh, they wow. didn't operate that one again. Uh, which, you know... That's not a bad idea, in my opinion. Like, if you have a fatality, how do you get... Like, oh, I feel like people wouldn't want to go on it anyway if word got out about that. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously people still do because there are, this is so common and people, maybe they either don't know about it or they just... I, I don't know. I think... I think there's a difference between going on, like, an old rickety roller coaster that's made out of wood and... You look at it and you're like, God, that thing is just waiting to fall apart. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. you're just like not filled with confidence yeah. that the screws are falling out of the timber as you rattle on by. Yeah. And I guess, do you know what? I think, at least for me, when I go to any sort of theme park or anything like that, I'm just too excited to go on it. And mm. it's, I almost have like this false sense of confidence that I'm like, meh, it's not going to happen to me. Oh. I mean, that's a good way to live, though, because if we all lived our lives like we were, you know, going to shit our pants all the time or if we were going to, you know, cark it on a coaster, you wouldn't do anything ever. Yeah. You'd just be walking around in nappies and (laughs) staying in your house. (laughs) Riding your bike with your training wheels on. (laughs) Yeah, exactly right. Uh, So you're right. I think, yeah, I again, I'm really not hoping to to discourage people from leaving their homes or doing this. And, uh, yeah. I know we always say in our podcast too, but there's in no way, shape or form am I taking any of these incidents as lightly. I don't mean any disrespect to any of the victims or anything. So if I am, you know, laughing about something, it's definitely not the actual incident because it's, you have to laugh or you'd cry. Oh, it's of course. so horrendous. Abs- I can't, oh, I can't process. And Kate, you just made, you made, you started this episode with a very like factual scientific case that you're more likely to get hit by an asteroid struck by lightning and about three other things before you even come close 
to getting killed by a roller coaster. So really, exactly. if you're going to get in your car to drive to the theme park, then you've already taken the riskiest bits. So there you go. That's the riskiest part of your day. Oh my gosh. Look at us. We're just like helping people out left, right and exactly. center. That's a really great point. Which brings me to my next ride. Now, this is one that I wouldn't want to go on anyway. Okay. It just, this doesn't appeal to me whatsoever, regardless of the malfunction that it, it sustained. Uh, this ride is in um, Karachi in Pakistan. Now, this accident happened in 2018. This ride is one of those ones that's a big pendulum. So it's a circle mm. and you all sit around in the circle facing each other sort of. Thing. And then, yeah, the pendulum swings and it goes all the way upside down. And I remember this one. Like yeah. Yeah. Um, so during the ride, the pendulum broke down during operation. So it collapsed. 25 people injured and a 12-year-old girl was killed mm. during that accident. So that, if you are at a theme park, oh, my God, you're watching this ride? You know, because I like it's one of those other things, too, of watching people on those rides yeah. and just hearing as they're screaming as they're rushing past you to be there and to witness something like that. Oh. That's even scarier, too, isn't it? Yeah. It just makes you feel a little bit sick. Uh, the park was thoroughly shocked by the ride's malfunction, no doubt, no doubt. Uh, and it had only opened a month before that accident. It took six months before any of the operators felt comfortable opening the doors of the park again. Mm. They just said, nah, it's, that's so horrific, which completely valid. Keep your doors shut for six months. Open it up again when you're feeling a little bit better about, you know, having all the right safety precautions put in place and getting everything back to itself. But you just, you wouldn't really want to go. Yeah. I don't know. You can't undo that sort of trauma. Like, it doesn't... Yeah. You could sit here and spill however many stats as you like, but if you were that one in 43 million... Pfft, yeah. Done. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, not, it's not great. It's not great. Uh, the final one... So, there are lots, but, you know, I, it's just... I'm going to switch t- switch tracks. Oh, yeah, like a roller coaster. Tr- tr- I'm going to switch tracks shortly because, I mean, even just talking about this stuff as I'm going through, it just makes me sad. Yeah. It's just, you know, they're so freaked. It freaks me out. Um, so the last one that I'll talk to you about is a roller coaster in Mexico City. So in 2019, uh, oh, gosh, I will absolutely butcher this. Um, <laughs> La... La- Feria the Chapultepec. Forget it. <laughs> I'll post it. I'm so sorry. I had to butcher something. You look but so that's the name of the amusement park. Sounded a lot more French than it did Spanish. So I apologize to everyone out there. Uh, now, one of the rides went horribly, horribly wrong. The last train on the track broke loose from the track. Ooh. And crashed 30 feet below. Ooh. So the whole, the train itself. Ten passengers were in that train. Two men hit their heads on the steel support um, mm. as they as they fell. And two women were hospitalised and six others treated at the scene. So two the two gentlemen that hit their heads, they perished. Yeah. So that, again, if you are watching this roller coaster, go around and then the last car just jettisons off the track. No, thank you. Yeah. It's a big no from me. So it's... Frankly, surprising to me, more people didn't perish in that yeah. accident. Only two of the ten. Um, yeah. So the others were yeah hospitalised and others treated at the scene. So they were okay. Now, after this 
malfunction, the park closed permanently. Uh, investigators later found that not a single ride at the park had undergone any routine maintenance at the time of the accident. It was a miracle Oof. that nothing went wrong sooner. Oh, So that's the other side where you are putting your life into the hands of these park operators. Mm. And I don't mean just like, you know, Jimmy who presses the button and like, oh gosh, away we go, yeah. make some noise, which they always do at those theme parks. But the people that run it, you know, the people in charge of the maintenance and the people in charge of oiling the tracks and fixing the wheels and making sure the locks work. Mm. Like, give me a break. Yeah. Oh, putting in all of our, our faith into these people. Uh, so that was a bad one. But park's closed, so no other lives are, you know, at risk. risk. Thank yeah. goodness for that. Um, changing tax, as I said that I would. If you look at pop culture, which I usually like to, <laughs> one of my favourite series of movies is Final Destination. Have you seen, you've seen all of those? Classic. I'm pretty sure you showed me the first one mm. when we were way too young to be watching those things. But Sounds about right. I'm pretty sure, yeah. Uh, so for those of you who have never seen Final Destination before, the basic rundown is one of the characters in the movie, which the original one, <laughs> Dom and I were talking about, was in 2000. Mm. It was released in 2000. That's 22 years ago. Mm. That's not like a few years ago, which is what I thought in my head when I saw the year 2000, <laughs> but that's... 22 years ago. So that makes me feel a bit sick as well. Um, Deb, now, how, I want to know how you say it, but the main character, the actor that played him, was played by uh, Devon Sawar. <laughs> how, how do you say it? I always thought it was Devon Sawar. De- Devon Sawar. Sawar. Devon, Devon Sawar. <laughs> um, Devon, Devon, Devon Sawar or however you want to say it. Mm. He was the main guy in the original film. He was like your late 90s, early 2000s dream boat. Oof. He had one of those haircuts which had the part down the middle Oof. and he'd parted on either side, like real Jonathan Taylor Thomas, like very Leonardo, early Leo, DiCaprio, Oof. very hot. Yeah. Um, he was the main character in this in the, the first film and essentially the rundown is he has a premonition before he gets onto an aeroplane or... It's actually during him being on an aeroplane, but um, that the plane blows up and then he doesn't end up on that plane because all of the things that he had the premonition of start to happen. Like he's got a little clip missing on his tray and mm. somebody jams something and someone says something and he's all deja vu and he's like, no, nah, get me off this plane. So he gets off the plane and then watches it from the airport as it takes off and then blows up like he pictured yeah. in his little premonition. Then he realizes death has a plan. So death's coming after you whether you like it or not then entails just all of the horrendous ways people could die mm. thought up by these people in these production offices. <laughs> and as you get to Final Destination 3, so there's there's lots of them, 3 does have an instance of a roller coaster accident. Yeah. If you have seen that movie, you will know that they really kind of stretch the limits of believability at times. Uh, but watching back that roller coaster scene and reading through everything that I've just looked at, it doesn't seem like it's that far fetched. No, it was so... a very out. Actually, out of all the scenes of that whole entire series that gave me anxiety, totally. I honestly think that one and the race car track one were the 
one was not the believable monster. whatsoever, but the the roller coaster sure. one was my goodness. They yeah. There was a bit of there was a bit of skill in how they drew out the the anticipation of what what you knew was obviously going to happen. Definitely. And uh, it looked yeah. pretty believable, yeah. Yeah, it did. So essentially in that film, I mean the the roller coaster goes on a loop and it's stuck at the top of the loop and a majority of the the characters fall out. Uh, then another guy can't get back down into his seat and he gets sliced in half and then the train like the train yeah jumps off the track mm. and and kills the final girl um but you know doesn't mean you shouldn't go on any roller coasters and that you shouldn't enjoy yourself uh you know when you're going to theme parks all around the world uh but you know i just remember seeing that movie and i was like gosh that that's so unbelievable but now having done this reading and done this this work for this pod it's a little bit real it could you know with really bad maintenance. Yeah. And obviously if death's coming after you, what are you going to do? Yeah. If he really wants you, then he's going to get you. That's the way I see exactly. it. Exactly. So what I want to wrap up with to try to brighten this episode up a little bit, this is one of the sort of more um, grim episodes that I've done, I think. Mm. Uh, but, you know, certainly don't want to turn anyone off roller coasters. So we found a list of the five best roller coasters in the world at the moment yeah so i'm gonna share that with everybody they sound awesome <laughs> so if we put all of the death and destruction and mayhem behind us <laughs> from what i've been talking about you'll be fine yeah you'll be fine so here we go you can go to um japan you can go to Japan. Feel free to go to Japan. Anyone can go to Japan. I've been there. That's fine. I went to Disneyland in Japan and I survived. So there you go. Well, there you go. And I went to Disneyland in Anaheim mm-hmm. and I survived. So we're, there you go. we're good. So out of the the small sample size that we have here <laughs> for statistical analysis, <laughs> we have a 100% success rate and survival rate. So put that in your statistics. Um, okay. So Japan, the biggest draw to this gigantic thrill-inducing ride is the beautiful view of Mount Fuji on a clear day. Nice. Look, that's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Uh, Now, that is if you have the wits about you to actually notice the landmark as Takabisha, this is the name of the coaster, Mm. takes its massive drop. The falling angle of 121 degrees is unique and has a world record in making people feel as if they will fall out of their seats which is like the best slash worst part of the ride. (laughs) Um, It is a single vehicle coaster, so it doesn't matter where you sit. Yeah. So that's the ride that you can on. So Takabisha, uh, um, Fuji-Q Highland in Japan. All right. So that is the name of the place. That's the ride. That's what you can look forward to. So 121 degrees. I haven't got my protractor on me, but I'd imagine that that's quite steep. If you feel like you're going to fall out of your chair, that's, yeah, that's steep. Yeah, very. Okay. The next ride on our lists is Yukon Striker at Canada's Wonderland in Canada, believe it or not. Uh, One of the world's fastest roller coasters and the longest dive coaster, Yukon Striker has a 360 degree flip, four inversions and a 75 meter drop. This steep drop holds for three seconds, offering panoramic views of the park and then goes directly into an underground tunnel that's surrounded by water. The flawless seating makes for an exciting touch, making the drop scarier. So you can see straight down. Why? <laughs> I don't want to. That's a bit scary. Yeah. 
it's definitely a little bit freaky. Uh, the next one, you can go to the USA. So we're going to do a world tour. So we started in Japan. We've gone and done uh, Takabisha with the massive 121 degrees. Then we've gone over to Canada. We're doing the Yukon Striker. We've got a 360 degree flip. we got, you know, the drop. We've got the floorless seating. Right. Next, we're going to go to the USA. So just pop across the border. And we're going to go on the Time Traveler at Silver Dollar City in the USA. <laughs> Woo-hoo. The Time Traveler is a spinning masterpiece. It defies gravity. The ride features... <laughs> It's a good, strong review. Yeah. I don't know if it's for a Broadway show or if it is uh, a ride, but I like both. Uh, the ride features three inversions, including a vertical loop and two launches for maximum speed. The 100 feet tall ride zooms and spins for the very best adrenaline rush, mimicking a plunge through the mountains. So we can do that. So we've established how tall 100 feet is. Hopefully a better alternative uh, result for this particular ride, which is at the Silver Dollar City in the USA. Mm-hmm. Then we're going to go over to Dubai. Now, I have heard about this ride before. We're going to go on the Formula Rosa uh, at Ferrari World. Ooh. So I really got into the Formula One drive to survive on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure this makes an appearance. I think maybe they visit it or I don't know. Somehow I ended up reading about it because I was obsessed with Formula One for 10 minutes. Um, One cannot go to Dubai without a visit to Ferrari World. And Ferrari World uh, isn't a successful uh, visit without a tryst with Formula Rosa. So we can have a tryst with Formula Rosa. It is the fastest roller coaster in the world. It is capable of going from zero to 240 kilometers an hour in less than five seconds. With Mm. goggles, you have to have goggles. So you have goggles on and you're riding on like a, essentially a bike, you know, well, it is a bike or a Formula One car. Um, yeah, yeah, one of them. <laughs> no, you have to have goggles. Okay. You guys can look it up yourself. I'm slowly falling apart. I can't believe how rattled I am by talking about all of those people dying. Takes having a stroke. Um, so the riders go up to 52 meters in height. It is a champion of all rides. So there you go. So you're in a car. Yeah, I think it's that uh, fear of just speed. I mean, that is really scary if you're not used to it. Oh, yeah. 240Ks in less than five seconds. So that's a significant, that would be significant pressure on your body. The fact that you need to wear goggles so that your eyes don't pop out or pop back into your brain, um, that's, I feel like that would be something that would be pretty scary. Just like uh, the it. Then, well, I mean, we're going to go back to the USA, but that's fine. Because we, we do, we're doing a trip. We're doing a tour. King Dakar at Six Flags in New Jersey is the name of this ride. If it is the greatest adventure that you seek, King Dakar is right up your alley. The King is the truest of fashion. This U-shaped coaster scales 90 degree height with remarkable speed before plummeting down to 139 metres. <laughs> Right. There is a 129-foot camel hump and a 270-degree spiral to get you going. We're up for the challenge. Are you? That was my little (laughs) (laughs) view from the website. So that's King Dakar at Six Flags in Jersey. Wow. Uh, That would be the last one that we go on. So those are the top five scariest slash most impressive coasters around the world. Uh, So I'm not going to go on any of them. Um, How about you? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I think 
Like, I don't know whether it's my primeval sort of manhood want to, I don't know what it is, trying to prove myself. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I've, I've always been, when I go to those sorts of places, I'm like, I'm going to, um, I'm going to write on every single one that there is and I'm going to pick the hardest one just so I can prove to myself that I can do it. I don't know, maybe that's me just being super stubborn or, or something, but uh yeah, I reckon I'd still go. They sound no, good. I'm definitely doing it. Yeah. Where is the, you know, Scooby-Doo spooky coaster? Because that's the one for me. <laughs> sure. Love it. That is actually Classic. really good. I really like the Scooby-Doo spooky coaster. Um, is that one Movie World? That's Movie World, I think. Or yeah, is that Dream World? So. Movie World. Um, classic Australian theme parks. You haven't been to the Gold Coast. Hollywood on the Gold Coast. Unless you go to Movie World <laughs> or Sea World. Oh, bless. Now, Dom, before we tie things up, I want to tell you about one of the favorite rides that I've ever been on. And then have you? maybe I can throw to you if you can take some time to have a think, if you like. I'm just putting you on the spot a little bit. But the best ride that I ever went on, and it was good for a couple of reasons. One, because I had no clue what I was in for. And number two was the photograph that I got of me and my sister on that ride at the end of it. So we went over to Universal Studios in California and we went on the Jurassic Park ride. Now, the Jurassic Park ride is one of the most well-known theme park rides anywhere. And I, I knew what it was about, but... I, again, am not huge into big drops or anything like that. And for those of you that do know, the the culmination of the Jurassic Park ride is a substantial drop (laughs) into water and then you get splashed. It's all very cool and very fun. But what got me is I'm in line for this ride and there was the little kids in front of me. So I was like, if these kids can do it, I can 100% do this ride. No problems at all. Like there's not, there's not a problem with this it's fine and we get into the little cart and then we start going up and it's like clack 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 and I was just looking at my sister I'm like this is still going up like what why are we why what's happening like when when do we stop going up and then we stop going up and then you go through the beautiful yeah Jurassic Park world and it's all very happy and nice and everything and then as you continue on through the ride stuff starts to fall apart Dinosaurs start to escape. Spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Jurassic Park, (laughs) dinosaurs start to escape. Because why? We shouldn't be messing with that sort of stuff. I'm sorry. That's my soapbox. I'm going to die on it. Don't make dinosaurs. We don't need that. Like, why would we invite that into our lives? But anyway, that's a whole that's a whole other episode that I can do on creating things and messing with genetics and doing things we shouldn't do. But anyway. We're in this Jurassic Park ride, everything's falling apart, and then you go indoors. And just before you go indoors, you, there's like a little drop. And so that comes out where you can't see it. So you don't see it's coming because you're looking ahead at all the flashing lights and stuff. We do a little drop. I was like, oh, oh, and then I was like, oh, God, I survived. <laughs> I made it. <laughs> the whole clack, clack, clack for 10 minutes, and I've done it. Fantastic. The whole joint's busted. There's voices over the thing going, you know, we'll, we'll, this place will self-destruct in 10, 9. And you're like, please stop counting because I can't see anything. All it is is flashing red lights on and off. There's noises. There's water spitting at me. There's animatronic dinosaurs popping out of nowhere. And then all of a sudden there's just a lot of nothing. 
but this bird still counting down three two and then your cart tilts up slightly and these two big doors open and the t-rex comes down at you and it's like you're looking at that and all of a sudden you start to the world just drops away you go pow straight down this huge drop into the water and it's like oh my god it was wild so i just lose all sense of anything all of my organs from my chuchi way up to my throat just everything like i'm completely speechless so i'm sitting there trying to make a noise cannot make a noise because i've lost all of my faculties and we scoot down the end we look at the picture my sister was on the left hand side of me and she just contorted into this shape and was like half leaning off the cart, just screaming and as sunny as a skew if and everything. And I'm sitting there and although I've absolutely like shit myself, I look like I'm having the best time of my life because I'm just sitting up straight because I lost all control of my body. So however I was frozen is precisely how the photo was taken. One of the best photos I've ever had. So thank you very much, Universal Studios and the Jurassic Park ride. It was my absolute favourite. Oh, and they've since redone it. So it's now called the Jurassic World ride. So it's a lot more modern and it's it, it reflects the, the new Jurassic Park movies that have come out. Um... But for someone who doesn't traditionally go on like rides or like rides, I would go on that time and time again. It was so much fun. It was really, really good. So I strongly recommend that for anybody who doesn't necessarily like rides. Yeah. Um, particularly after this episode, I can, I can sense why. But do it. Do yourself a favor. Scooby-Doo, Spooky Coaster, Jurassic World Ride. Done. See, just watching you and listening to you talk about that ride... Mm. You would never guess that you're someone that doesn't like roller coasters. Like the right? excitement, and I bet you if we had have uh, uh, recorded your heart rate, it would have been your body was able to relive a little bit of that. And as you were telling the story, I'm sure your heart rate went up as well. You just did an That's ab workout, Dale. I so did. Oh my god! Does that mean I don't have to do um, do my little Apple Plus workout or whatever it is tonight? I don't know. I haven't worked out in a month. What would I know? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Tell me, Dom, do you have a ride that you've been on that you enjoyed? Even if it's not a story, if it's just a ride that you liked, what did you like? Yeah, I think uh, the, the age when I was young, going to Disneyland in the States, um, in Anaheim for the first time when I was a kid and seeing, seeing Jaws and seeing um, just a lot of the movie-based uh, rides that they had like there was a lethal weapon one which was amazing there was oh, yes. the back to the future one which was really cool um and i also i always really enjoyed jaws um and i love animals and anything like that so i just that whole experience all of those rides were amazing um but if yeah. i had to pick my favorite i'd probably say batman that being of an age when like the original batman movies are coming out had come out and they were relevant still enough to have um, uh, theme park rides and roller coasters on to all, all of that shit to a little kid yeah. is just, it is the most magical thing in the world. And I don't, I would hate to n not let my, if I ever had kids, I'd hate for them to not experience that excitement. If there's something that a, a movie or whatever that they really, really love. And then there's a bloody roller coaster about it. Yeah. Like I would, 
I love those memories. I'm never going to forget those memories. So I'd be like, yeah, of course, I've got to take them on. Um, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I think as well for you and I too, anything related to any movies that we like, we would you'd do. Done. You'd buy the you'd buy the t-shirt, you'd get the posters, you'd watch it a million times. Like so if there's anything like that, like Batman or Lethal Weapon, everything, that's a huge draw yeah. card. I wouldn't even know what theme park rides are out there now, mm. apart from the ones that we're going to do the world tour about, but particularly in Australia, because obviously they'll change yeah. with films. So I would, I'd be curious to see what's out there now. We'll do a bit of a Google mm. after our episode. Absolutely. And get back to you all. Well, Kate, well done. That was, that was both probably, that was probably the most morbid episode that you've ever done. Easily. So proud Easily. of you for getting through it. <laughs> Thank you. I wanted to join because I didn't want you to feel like, you know, that you were carrying all of those true crime stories and talking about people dying and things. And I'm just talking about Dante's peak nonstop. <laughs> like I needed, to, I needed to get into it a little bit. Um, you, so yeah, I'm definitely getting out of my comfort zone. I'm trying to contribute in different ways. And that was my, my little foray into grim. Grim. Very grim. <laughs> Real grim. You, you totally outgrimmed yourself. Um, Thank you. No, well done. I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed that. And as I said, I tried to, tried to, research and, and put a story together for theme park rides but i i couldn't get through it so hats off to you for being able to very impressed awesome all right a little bit of housekeeping first of all i have to apologize to all of our listeners because last week's episode uh the Sodder children uh there was a bit of an upload error and it only got released uh recently so a few days late so Please, if you have not listened to it, it is available. Go back and listen to it because it's definitely one of my favourite ones that I've ever done. The mystery of it all was uh, lots and lots of fun. Definitely. But uh, I also have a special shout out for today because Kate and I have been doing this for, you know, two, three months now, under three months, and it's lots of fun and we're just doing it to keep ourselves busy and and dust off our comedy skills and, and, and all that sort of stuff. And we've just had a ball doing it, but we've met some really lovely podcasters, um, yep. like lots of podcasters that have been reaching out to us and doing, sharing stuff and, and saying really nice things. Um, and one of them just recommended us on their own feed, uh, horror roulette. And I'm just shouting out to, to the two of them for, for, to putting our podcast out there and, uh, want to re, Reciprocate. So if you've been listening to Shitting Bricks, you should definitely go listen to Horror Roulette. It's really fun uh, and very similar to the same sort of vibes of what Kate and I do. So go check it out. Absolutely. Yeah, we love that. And it was, we were so chuffed, so chuffed to see a little share and a little, you know, acknowledgement out there too, which is really good. Uh, But yeah, absolutely. There's a nice little community and, uh, it's really supportive is what have been the most surprising things for me, I think. Yeah. Well, not, maybe not surprising, but maybe I just didn't, didn't think about unexpected. it. Unexpected. Yeah. Uh, yeah, unexpected. That's a better way to put it. Yeah. yeah. So thank you, Horror Roulette. Listen, please, listeners, after you've listened to us listening here, listen, <laughs> listen. Word of the day. Well, listen. They, no, listen. I'm not going to say I think it. I like eustress. Eustress I'm going to use all the time now. <laughs> it's how I feel having to go back to school in two <laughs> two weeks, three, whatever, two weeks, I think. Definitely a sense of eustress. All right. Well, have a good rest of the afternoon, 
weekends, all those sorts of things. And I'll see Absolutely. you soon. Okay. Yeah. All right. See you soon. Well done. Bye. Bye. That's a wrap. Big shout out to everyone for tuning in to Shit and Bricks. Don't forget to subscribe, rate and review us. Plus, you can find extra little nuggets on our socials. Next week, we'll be back talking more shit, so do not forget to tune in. And remember to wipe, flush and wash your hands. Goodbye. Goodbye.